0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I have shared with you before that I am a graduate of Brigham Young University, and I am a huge fan of space and NASA and all things out there. And so when I see an alert come across my desk that says that BYU has teamed up with NASA to send a spacecraft selfie cam into space on an official mission, uh, you can bet that my first instruction here this morning for the producers uh, was uh, to get me on the phone with the man who knows. And we have done exactly that. My thanks to producer Amy for making the call. On the line, Dr. David Long, a professor in the Electrical and Computer Engineering Department of Brigham Young University. Dr. Long, sir, how are you?
1: Doing great.
2: This this is very exciting. Uh, I, as a layman, look at this and think, oh, my gosh, this is the most wonderful thing on the planet, or at least <laughs> for the time being. Uh, t- tell, me, tell me how big a deal this actually is.
1: It's actually a pretty small deal. We're actually flying two small 10-centimeter cubes satellites called CubeSat. So this is a really big deal. This is the first time BYU has flown... Uh, built, designed and built their own spacecraft and putting it to orbit. And we're great to so great to have NASA sponsors to, to launch it and help us pay for the development.
2: How does something like this start? Does, does NASA put out a flyer that says, hey, you guys want to make us a little camera to send up into space, and then you, you know, assess your resources and capabilities and go to it? Or, or what happens?
1: Well, in this case, NASA uh, wants to be involved in training and recruiting engineers for the future. So they put a program called uh, the Undergraduate Instrumentation Program, where universities can propose projects that are built and designed by undergraduate students to fly instruments, either on aircraft or balloons or in space. And so I had a couple of undergraduate students come to me, uh, and they wanted to talk about doing a special class in spacecraft. And so we built this class. I used to work at NASA JPL, and so I kind of knew this stuff, so we proposed to fly this selfie camera for this project. And the NASA review board was enamored with our project, and they gave us funding to go ahead with this. So it's been really exciting. Something that the undergraduate students started, designed, and built. H-
2: how does the craft work?
1: So uh, these little CubeSats are launched in a little dispenser. It's kind of like a PEZ dispenser. It's a You stack the cubes up, and you have a spring that pushes them out, and they go flying into space. Uh, ours is designed that immediately upon release, it starts running its cameras, collecting pictures of its own deployment and of the deployment of the spacecraft around it. It's got a camera on each face, so it creates spherical images of the, of the area around it, the space around it. So basically, this spacecraft is taking a, a, a sort of a video snapshot of its own deployment from the launch vehicle. And by so doing, it gets pictures of the launch vehicle of the spacecraft and so it can inspect them to make sure that they're okay, that they're safe, everything's working just fine. This is a sort of a prototype demonstration mission. So this is our first chance to really try this out and see if it works. In the future, we're hoping that NASA could use this technology to build small flyaway spacecraft that whenever they want to find out their spacecraft are okay, they just throw one of these essentially out the window Disposable. They collect the pictures and they can check to make sure everything's okay on the outside of their spacecraft.
2: Very cool. What's the timeline for this? When will we see this BYU spacecraft up uh, up in space?
1: So we don't have the precise launch date, but we just uh, two weeks ago integrated our spacecraft into the launch vehicle, which means we anticipate being launched by the end of the month or in early part of this December. We're uh, anxious to get this up and going.
2: Will you be able to, to receive those images as soon as they're captured by your technology? Or how soon will you know if this is a success?
1: Well, that's a, that's a good question. So uh, normally in a non-COVID year, we'd all go to the launch site. we do all our operations right from there. Uh, at this time, what we're going to do is have to wait for the first orbit when the spacecraft comes around mm-hmm. after launch. spacecraft passes over BYU about uh, once a day. And we get to talk to them for about 15 minutes at a low-rate Internet connection. And we'll start downloading our images there. So all the images that it takes in the first few minutes of deployment will take us about six weeks to download and look at. And so as soon as we have the images, we'll start posting them and making them available to people. Our spherical images will be really nice because we'll be able to put out a virtual reality image that people put on their VR headsets. And even it's like being in space and being launched from another spacecraft for real. It's not a simulation.
2: Very cool. We're speaking with Dr. David Long, a professor in the Electrical and Computer Engineering Department at Brigham Young University, on the occasion of uh, completing a, a space cam of sorts, a device able to look uh, essentially at spacecraft, send uh, photographs back. You, you mentioned, Doctor, that you'd spent some time working for the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Uh, talk to me, taking take a step backwards, talk to me about like this chapter in space exploration and space work and the advancement in technology going to space. How does how does this current era uh, compare to the past? Are we are we passing through uh, something historic right now?
1: I believe so. Uh, spacecraft have traditionally been very very expensive, in part because they're expensive to launch and you have to do a lot of safety and reliability. But now access to space is getting cheaper, and electronics and design capabilities are getting better, so we can shrink gigantic spacecraft down to much smaller and therefore more inexpensive spacecraft. So now we have companies that are launching constellations of spacecraft to provide Internet from space. This is something that was unimaginable when I started my career at NASA 30 years ago.
2: How long before we make it to Mars?
1: Oh, I wish I knew the answer (laughs) to that. I've wanted to go to Mars since I was a teenager, back in the old Apollo era days. Uh, We'll have to see. Tesla's well, uh, well on their way Elon Musk and his group—they may—they uh, may get there soon.
2: Outstanding. Uh, well, does this does this spark excitement for future projects? Are there are there other things that are being worked on at uh, Brigham Young University uh, that'll make their way into space? Your hopes?
1: Oh yes, uh, we've actually my, my students and I have been involved in the development of remote sensing spacecraft, where we can measure uh, the conditions of sea ice and melting in the Arctic and the Antarctic, the Amazon deforestation. We've been looking at major winds over the ocean. We've actually been designing software and running and processing data for NASA, to helping design some their spacecraft. This is just the first time we've built our own from scratch. Usually, They're the ones that build, um, and we just help with the the processing or with some of the design stages. Yeah. Now, this has been a great experience. We've had at least uh, Sixty undergraduate students work on the project in various phases out through the last couple of years, working on the project.
2: My my layman brain doesn't even begin to be able to understand the amount of work and the and the you know the science that goes into something like this. When I read that sixty uh, individuals had worked on this, uh, I, I don't don't even know where to begin. Like what 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 what. What are the phases? Like, what possibly do do 60 minds come together and create? And what, uh, you know, what advanced technology, uh, you know, must result of the work of 60 minds? And it is exactly this. And I'm grateful to you for your time for explaining how this works. And I congratulate you. It's a wonderful thing uh, to see. I was watching your video and I saw one of the interior panels uh, had BYU printed on there. And I thought to myself, you know, that's going to be floating around in outer space. BYU is going to make its, uh, make its way to space. I thought that was a pretty cool thing.
1: We had students put their name on the spacecraft, too, so their names are going to be floating up there, too.
2: Absolutely amazing. Uh, Dr. Long, make sure you get your name on there as well. Thank you so much for your time.
1: You're
2: welcome. Thank you. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. And when we return, I'm very much looking forward to this next conversation. We'll be speaking uh, with a friend of mine, Michelle Sharf. She is the host of a new podcast produced here by KSL, Poli- uh, KSL Podcasts. It's called Relentlessly Resilient. I can't wait for you to meet her. She's my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon.